Welcome back to the podcast. This is another episode of But What's Next with me, Michelle Reed. I am so happy that you are here. I hope you guys are having a great week when you're listening. I have a really fun episode today. It's going to be kind of just like a chatty but also pretty organized episode. And I'm going to be sharing healthy habits that we have within our marriage. So I have 15 habits that I have personally with Aiden. Things that are specific, things that are not specific. I love doing episodes on habits and routines and that kind of thing, but I don't think I've ever done an episode that was actually on habits within marriage. I talk about marriage a lot. I talk about relationships and that kind of thing, but I just thought it would be fun to sit down and kind of talk through some habits that we have within our marriage to protect our marriage, to really strengthen our marriage, and just grow closer as a couple and also to keep God at the center. So that is going to be what today's episode is. I also ask for you guys to share your own habits that you have within your marriages if you guys are married. Habits that you have with your spouse that just help strengthen your relationship. I asked on Instagram for some and then I also just got some through email and a lot of them were really good. It's definitely going to be like a spicy episode. People were talking about intimacy. People were talking about conflict. People were talking about just having a healthy relationship and all the things in between. So I think it's going to be a good episode for you guys. I apologize if I'm having a little bit of difficulty actually talking in this episode. For some reason lately, I've just been really congested, but that is what today's episode is going to be about. I kind of did a more in-depth life recap on my last episode talking about our trips coming up and everything, but essentially I'm recording this on Tuesday, June 22nd. And as of today, we are actually going to Florida on Saturday. We're doing a road trip with my family, but Aiden's going to come next week. So he is watching Cash until he has his days off with work. I talked about it more in that episode if you want to listen to that one. But I have just been trying to catch up on all my work and kind of doing another finishing everything for the week, trying to get things up and out of the way going into the week. And I am so excited to spend some time with my family. I feel like I really... Even though we're so close to my family, I haven't really spent quality time with them in quite some time. And so I think it's going to be nice just being in a new place. I'm actually going to be road tripping with my sister Jamie on the way there. So it'll be fun. It's like a 12 hour road trip. So we're going to have lots to chat about. And I think we're going to try to leave pretty early in the morning so we don't get there like way late at night. And I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We haven't done a beach trip in a while, so I'm just so excited to be in Florida. I love Florida. I honestly think if we didn't live here in Texas, I think the hurricanes would be kind of a hard thing to get used to, but I've always loved Florida. It's one of my favorite places. It's like one of the other places that I can actually see us living in as opposed to Texas. I just really, really enjoy being there, so I'm excited to be there with my family. I also wanted to say that I have some guest episodes coming up. I feel like it's been quite a long string of just solo episodes, apart from the one that I did with my dad. And so I do have some more guest episodes coming up if that is something that you enjoy. I have Christy Wright coming on next week at the time you're listening to this episode. I'm actually planning on doing one with Aiden as well, which will be really fun. So there are more guest episodes coming up soon if you are kind of getting tired of my solo episodes. I hope you're not. I 
personally really like listening to solo episodes. They're some of my favorite podcasts to listen to, or it's just kind of like one person chatting a lot. And so I don't mind them, but I know some people prefer a guest episode. So I just want you to know that they are definitely coming. And lastly, I just wanted to talk about two books that I recently read that I love. I've been on kind of a reading streak here lately. The first one is The Praying Wife. I read this when I was on vacation, and I'm actually going to talk about this book a little bit in this episode, but it's essentially a book on, like, within marriage, praying for your husband, and it talks a lot about how within marriage, a lot of times you want to change the other person, or there are certain habits that bother you, that annoy you, but instead of just living a life of always being annoyed actually praying for other people around you and even beyond your husband just praying for other people and praying for things around you and recognizing that prayer is not something that you can just kind of like wave like a magic wand and assume God's going to give you all your wishes that you want but actually making sure that you believe in the power of prayer and being intentional with your prayers that was a really good one. And then the other one that is totally not the same at all. It was a thriller. It was called And Then She Was Gone. And it was so good. It's a little bit twisted. It's like a little bit weird if you're not into like weirder books. It was so good though. I read that in two days. And I love when you're sitting in a beach chair, you got a hat on, you can actually read and like see beyond the sun. Sometimes reading on the beach is really hard when it's really sunny. But I love when you're in a comfortable place and you just get into a good book and you're not forcing yourself to read. You're actually enjoying it. And this was one of those books because it just kept me wanting to know more. Like from the very start, it starts with mystery and it was so good. I asked on my Instagram for similar book recs because I want to read another one when we go next week. And I think I have a few that I'm going to choose from. People left a lot of really good ones. So I'm going to write them down and then I think we're going to go to Barnes & Noble and just have like a little book date and pick out some books. So I'm excited to do that. But I wanted to share that. I sometimes get questions about books that I'm reading. So whenever I finish one that I really like, I'm going to start listing it in the podcast because those two were really great. And I also just want to say before getting into this episode that I don't want this to be the kind of thing where you compare your marriage to ours and me sharing habits. It's not meant for me to say these and be like, oh, you need to have these in your life to have a healthy marriage. I think the point is that there are a lot of ways that we can be more intentional with marriage and it's not meant to be like a contest of who can have the best marriage in the world. This is just like if you notice there's a dry place in your marriage, looking at these and be like, oh, these might be something that we can start incorporating, but it's not meant to be a comparison thing. I actually really enjoyed reading your submissions because it made me think of a lot of things like, wow, that would actually be really nice to do. So I just thought it would be helpful. And I know that these habits episodes are some of my most listened to. So I definitely wanted to share these in a comprehensive episode. I wanted to start by just sharing why I think it's important to actually think of habits and why I think it is something that you should think about when you're getting married or if you're newlywed or even if you're really far into your marriage and you just haven't really thought about being intentional. Before we got married, I read this book and I think it's really great if you're looking for a book to read on like marriage, if you're about to get married. It's called The Mingling of Souls. It's by Matt Chandler, and it's God's Design for Love, Marriage, Sex, and Redemption. And I specifically love this book because it talks about a lot of different things, like the things that it mentioned in the title. But it talks a lot about this idea of having expectations. And I think when you don't have habits in your marriage, it's easy to realize that there are a lot of expectations that aren't being met 
realizing that you have expectations that you shouldn't even have that aren't healthy to have. And I wanted to read a segment from this because I was just planning this episode and I was thinking about this book and I remember reading this part and it really just stuck out to me. He says, really all frustration is birthed out of unmet expectations and so is nearly every conflict. Look closely at Solomon's response to his expectations not being met. There's one thing he did that I think is a correct response to unmet expectations, and there's another thing he did that I think, especially in the midst of conflict, isn't always a correct response but is sometimes necessary. He came to the door with expectation about what was going to happen, and she shut him down. Here's his initial response as told by his wife. My beloved put his hand to the latch, and my heart was thrilled within me. I rose to open to my beloved, and my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers with liquid myrrh. On the handles of the bolt, I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had turned and gone. My soul failed me when she spoke. I sought him, but found him not. I called him, but he gave no answer. She shut down the sexual rendezvous, and he didn't get angry. He didn't react. He didn't blow up. When he reached out to touch the latch, he communicated something significant. Because the action was sort of like a valentine in their culture, a sign that said, well, I know you're turning me down, but I love you anyway. His expectations were unmet, and he was frustrated, but he took a moment to say, I love you. As so often happens in our relationships, sometimes we can say the right things, but our hearts are not in the right place. We should trust that Solomon meant the statement that when he touched the latch for her to hear, he was not feigning love, but it doesn't mean he wasn't frustrated. So what did he do next? He left. He didn't wash and then get in bed with her. He went for a walk. Apparently, Solomon wanted to walk off some of his frustration. We'll see a bit of how he dealt with it in the next few verses. His wife realized he left, so she bolted out of bed to look for him. Does any of this sound familiar? Your conflicts in marriage may not play out in exactly the same way, but aren't they similar? Even in tension, there can be tenderness. Even in conflict, there can be reminders of love. And the important thing to remember in these moments in quiet conflict or all-out verbal arguments is how God would have us fight with each other. He knows the fights are going to happen because we're sinners, but we can learn to fight fair. I'm going to talk about like dealing with conflict in this episode, so I wanted to say that from the beginning, but I've always loved that. I love the passage from Solomon. I think it's just really applicable to modern day. And a lot of times with the Bible, I find it's hard to apply things to modern life, but that is just so tangible. And so I've always loved that. I also wanted to read this section because I think it is also really good. And it says, Gary Thomas called rehearsing dissatisfaction in marriage a sin. And he wrote, whenever marital dissatisfaction rears its head in my marriage, as it does in virtually every marriage, I simply check my focus. The times that I am happiest and most fulfilled in my marriage are the times when I am intent on on drawing meaning and fulfillment from becoming a better husband rather than demanding a better wife. If you're a Christian, the reality is that biblically speaking, you can't swap your spouse for someone else, but you can change yourself. And that change can bring the fulfillment that you mistakenly believe is found only by changing your partners. In one sense, it's comical. Yes, we need a change partner, but the partner that needs to change is our spouse. Is not our spouse, it's us. I don't know why this works. I don't know how you can be unsatisfied maritally and then offer yourself to God to bring about change in your life and suddenly find yourself more satisfied with the same spouse. I don't know why this works, only that it does work. It takes time, and by time, I mean maybe years. But if your heart is driven by the desire to draw near to Jesus, you find joy by becoming like Jesus. And then Matt Chandler says, the dissatisfaction comes so easily, but then we put the work into justifying our lack of delight. According to God's grace in the gospel, however, we ought to be fighting against our dissatisfaction, working harder at what John Piper calls the duty of delight. Look hard into your spouse. There's beauty there, charm, and wonder. 
You can find delight, maybe even that original delight of the early days, if you will look hard enough through the lens of grace. And I wanted to share that in the beginning because I think that a lot of times when you are dealing with issues in your marriage, it's because there are unmet expectations, there are things that are coming up, and you're like routinely getting dissatisfied, but you're not looking at yourself. And so when forming these habits, we just thought a lot about like, how can we be better people to serve one another and to always approach it with an attitude of humility that is like the most important thing for me and when I was dating that was the thing I did not want to marry someone who just had such a hard head when they can never admit when they were wrong when they could never just like humble themselves to apologize that was always so important because I knew I ultimately wanted to be married to someone who would soon be the father to my kids and I think as a father that's also really important too so That is just what I wanted to say in the beginning in regards to these habits and why we've formed these specific ones. And also to say that it has to be intentional. I think a lot of times you just think you're going to do certain things because you're married now and things are different and you're going to be this perfect person. But I can just say you probably aren't. You will probably realize more of your weaknesses (laughs) when you're actually married And so I think it's helpful just to actually concretely write these things down and stick to them and not let them be just like fleeting things that you do for a little bit, then you don't. And there are some of these that I think we do better in certain seasons of life than others. And so I'm always trying to be honest in the podcast. I never want to lie and pretend like things are a certain way when they're not. And so I just wanted to say that from the beginning too. So we're going to start off with a kicker. This is actually probably one of the ones that a lot of people actually told me before we got married is always going to bed at the same time together. I'm pretty sure my mom was the one who told me this and she said within their marriage it was really important and I think there are a lot of different reasons for this and obviously if your spouse maybe like works at night or something I know this isn't doable for everyone so if it is doable I think you can make it a priority because it is just so special getting those evening moments together when you're in bed, when you're cuddling, when you're talking about life. And just like from a practical standpoint, I think a lot of times when you wait until marriage, you have this idea that like sex is just gonna happen all the time and you're just always gonna be all over each other. And like that may be the case, but a lot of times life gets in the way, you're tired. There are just a lot of things that kind of prevent that from happening but it's obviously an important part of a relationship and I think it makes it a lot easier to just make sure that's a bigger part of your marriage when you are going to bed at the same time every night just practically it's a very kind of simple thing but I just always know that those are always really special moments for me when we're in bed together at the end of the night always going to bed together we wake up pretty much at the same time too sometimes I'll wake up before Aiden but for the most part we wake up at similar times and it's just nice always ending and starting the day together and it's something that I always look forward to the second one is one that I actually had a lot of people write in it was probably the one that people most like wrote in about but it's just having weekly check-ins with each other I think a lot of times when you're married you can just expect the other person to read your mind and know your schedule and know that you want to have a date night on this night know that you have you know a lot of work to finish on this night but a lot of times you actually have to physically voice those things to the other person 
And so something that we both try to do is having a weekly check-in each week where we will, one, do our marriage journal, which I've talked about a lot. I love the marriage journal. You essentially have like a calendar and you'll write out your calendar for the week. You can also answer questions. There's kind of like a devotional at the beginning too. I'll have it in the show notes. It's one of my favorite things that we got for our wedding. It was a present from actually my old neighbor and I just always really appreciated it because it's nice just to have that check-in at the start of the week. And I can't even imagine for people who have kids, this is probably even more important because you literally have children to take care of. You have kids schedules to think about and there's just a lot going on. So I think it's nice to make sure that you're just on the same page every week. And a lot of times conflict comes from expecting other person to kind of know your schedule and know what's going on and to read your mind. We always do this at dinner and it's usually on Mondays. It would probably make more sense to do this on a Sunday, but for some reason we just always do it on Monday nights and we usually make steak on Mondays too. So it's kind of nice getting to do our journal and have our steak. It's like a little date night at home. And so make it fun, make it something that isn't like a big burden, but just doing it for 15 minutes a week, I think helps to make sure that you guys are on the same page for the rest of the week. Number three is just having dinners together. I've talked about this one quite a bit because it's something that I grew up doing that I just knew within our marriage I also wanted to do. And it's something that's really important to me. I am definitely the one who's more inclined to be better at cooking. So I do cook all of our dinners for the most part. We'll go out to eat, but I am perfectly okay with cooking all the meals. I really don't mind. I really like it. It's something that I enjoy doing and I'd rather be the person doing it. And so I just think of it as a way that I can do something nice for him and he has things that he does that are nice for me. And so cooking dinner every night and eating together is just important. I think even if that's your husband doing it, I think it's just nice when you guys eat together. We have been kind of bad about this one though lately because Aiden's been working out at night and we're trying to walk cash later in the night now that it's hotter just so it doesn't burn his paws on the pavement. And so our timing is kind of off where he will come up from working out and I've already eaten because I got hungry and so our timing has been a little bit off but for the most part this is something that we do really stick to because I think you have really great conversations over dinner and you just get to talk. We try to do it without our phones. It's not something we're entirely good about putting our phones to the side but it's just nice even when you're both working from home like us it's still easy to not have real conversations until the end of the night and so I really make this a priority to do within our marriage and that's not to say that you have to be making these gourmet meals by any means it can literally be just simple meals that you're making together I don't even think it's really about the food it's just the fact that you're sitting over food and conversing and having good conversations and just getting to really talk to someone I think for me, I don't really talk about the way that I'm feeling throughout the day. Like I'll have a pretty off bad day. Maybe I got an email that set me off. Maybe I got a message that set me off and I'm just really not feeling it. It's nice knowing that we can come together at night and I can talk about these things and talk about them with him and just bond with him in a way that I haven't done throughout the day yet. This is one that I think is really important that I talk about quite a bit on this podcast because I think that it does make a big difference and that's just always being on the same page. Something that I grew up around my parents was I never saw my parents undermining each other. They were never trying to tell the other person that they're wrong when they're talking or publicly really disagreeing. This is something that I think is really important, just being on the same page. And I think it's a way of showing respect to your spouse when 
when you are in public you are on the same page you guys are a team and that's not to say you can like playfully like make fun of the other person i'm not like taking this to an extreme i just mean especially when you're with like in-laws or whatever it's just nice to know that you are always trying to share the best image of your spouse as much as possible. And I think especially when you have kids, I would never want my kids to see me just like really being passive aggressive towards my husband. For me, one of the biggest turnoffs is when I'm out with another couple and one of them is just constantly like degrading the other. I think sometimes it's almost like an insecurity thing where they are like playing off of their own insecurities where they're constantly like downplaying the other person. I don't even know how to describe this, but you know when you're around someone and you just feel like their partner or spouse doesn't necessarily respect the other one. It's just not a good image and it's not one that I want to have, especially when we have kids. So I'm trying to really practice it right now within our marriage. And it's something that I think is also really important. Something that we started to do when we got married too, just to be more serious about our finances was making sure that we were sticking to a budget and also always coming back to the budget. I think it's really easy to set a budget and then just kind of forget about it and you don't actually come back to it and make sure you're sticking to it. But something that we like to do every single month is we go through, and Aiden does this mostly because he's really good at Excel. I am not as good at Excel, so I do not do this, but I do know the budget and I would say I'm more the person who moves money around within our accounts. Like I move our tax money over, I move our savings money over, but he tracks all of the money that we spend. And so he'll go into Excel, kind of like do our tracking for the month. And then we'll see where we maybe went over more than we should. We'll see where we could save more money than we're saving. I can't express how much more freedom I feel within our marriage and within like a relationship when money is not something that I'm constantly worrying about. It's nice to know that it's not just me making money decisions and that we're in it together and that we're on the same page and there's never any judgment if it's like, oh, you spent too much money on this or I spent too much money on this. That is something I really appreciate about our relationship is like we never really scold one another for money stuff and I think that's because we talked a lot about money before we got married too because money can be something that leads to a lot of tension especially if it's an idol in your life if it's something that you're wishing you had more of all the time you're wishing that the other person made more money like that can just lead to a lot of issues and I think just being realistic with your budget and making sure there's not confusion I find I find that I have a lot of insecurity when I'm confused about things. So when I'm confused about the finances, how much money we have saved, if I'm spending too much money. And it's really easy just to not check your account and like ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I used to be like that a lot more when I was younger, but now I just find a lot of freedom in knowing where every single dollar is going and making sure we're sticking to a budget. So that's something that we do at the end of each month when we're rolling into a new month. And this one you really can't underestimate the power of and that is daily walks together. I seriously love our walks together that we do now that we have cash, just getting outside and walking him is really important it's also important because we're training him and I think it's important that we're both training him and it's not just me or not just him so every night now that's when we've been doing them I've been pretty bad about doing morning walks with him we've just been going to the park more because I've been very busy with work stuff lately but we will just walk him in the evenings together and it's so nice I'll usually end up leaving my phone and again going back to dinner this is like a time where we can just talk about our day I find 
we're the most honest about how things are going between us and between our work and just like our worries, our fears, kind of like a check-in and getting out in fresh air, getting some sun. It is so good for the soul. We came back from the beach and I just feel so tanned and I feel like I got the vitamin D and I'm feeling myself. And it really is good to make sure you're doing that every single day. If you can, we still work out too, but we'll still do our walks together, even if they're short. Another thing we've been liking is we'll go take a walk and then we'll take cash to the dog park and there's always a ton of other people in the dog park and it's just such a nice vibe getting to hang out with everyone and getting to see everyone in the park and it really is a nice way to end the night another one of my favorite things to do we actually just booked one of these so i wanted to talk about it it's going on weekend trips together i think even if you can't go on a fancy vacation even if you can't fly somewhere you can't get the time off which i think is very normal and i think it should be normalized you can still take short weekend trips especially in texas there are so many places here to go and this was one of my favorite things to do because we really didn't travel together before we got married because we were trying to kind of wait to like stay the night together and so we've been to so many different places in texas we went to canyon we did this tiny cabin that was like a getaway cabin which was so fun we've been to austin together and we just booked one for wimberley and wimberley is actually i think south of austin it's like southwest and it's such a pretty little town it has a bunch of different rivers and it has really good shopping they have wineries and we're gonna bring cash i found this dog friendly well funny story this is a tangent but i booked an airbnb and then i realized in the contract you had to have a dog that was at least one year old it couldn't be a puppy and i asked them if it would be okay if we brought him because he's really well behaved and they said no so i had to get a refund on that and i booked another one and it is super cute so i'm really excited to stay there but that is something within our budget that we really try to prioritize because I love those trips. I love heading out after work on a Friday, driving a few hours, staying the night, just the two of us, and just having a good time seeing a new place. I really do think it resets you and helps put you in the right mindset for your work and your routine. And it can be easy just to get cooped up when you're working from home. And so we really love doing this. I have honestly been really liking traveling. I'm not really someone who travels that much normally, but it's been fun. We went to Rhode Island. We're going to Florida. I think we're going to go to New York. We're going to a Chicago wedding for some of our friends. And it just always makes me really appreciate our relationship when I get to travel with him because it's so much better than when I'm traveling by myself so that is something that we make sure to do not like all the time I would just say every couple of months or so we'll try to do a little weekend trip and I think it's really good for us turning off work in the evenings is another big one I know again this isn't something everyone can do but for our relationship it's so nice being able to just not be plugged in at night getting to prioritize each other more than our work in the evening and spend some time even if we're watching a show we're like in technology not being on my laptop I've been a little bit worse at this lately because I've been working at night just because with these vacations I've been trying to like get ahead on stuff and he's been doing that too so this obviously comes with different seasons but for the most part in our routine having unplugged evenings is really helpful just so we can recharge together at night 
Okay, for some reason, I really like underestimate my time and I still have so many of these. So I'm going to kind of do these rapid fire so I can get into your guys' things. But the next one is expressing gratitude for all things. I think within a relationship, when you have set tasks, like for example, Aiden takes out the trash, he unloads the dishwasher a lot of the time. I can expect him to do that every day, but every now and then, it's nice just to, one, be able to do that for him or for him to do one of my things for me and also just to still be thankful when they're doing that and not acting like it's this contract where you have to do these things. I think always approaching things with gratitude and being thankful when people help you out with things is just really nice and even like right after he does something, I'll try to make a point to just say like that really meant a lot to me. Like thanks so much, especially for me, acts of service is really a big thing for me. Honestly, I think all my love languages or all of them, I really like being physically touched. I really like acts of service. I like gifts. I'm someone who honestly love me in all the ways because I really appreciate a lot of different things, but this is a big thing for me, just making sure that I express gratitude and I think it's helpful for our marriage. And snapping out of negativity, we will find sometimes that we are just in this cycle of being negative. Maybe we're talking negatively. Maybe we're just like upset about something. And something that I used to be offended about, just being honest, was when like we would kind of say, hey, we're being too negative. We need to like snap out of it and be positive. Obviously, I think if you're like going through something and you're processing emotions, I think that's fine. But there are just times when you're grumpy and everything is negative and you just need someone to snap you out of it. And this is something that we try to do, I would say pretty frequently, is just to recognize, hey, these thoughts are not necessarily beneficial for us or our marriage. So we're going to snap out of it and be thankful. Like when we were dating, I remember I used to say, when we were being really negative, I would say, okay, stop and say three things you're grateful for. And I would literally make Aiden say three things that he was grateful for. He's probably so annoyed when I would do that. But it really does help. Even when you're thinking of small things you're grateful for, it does shift your mindset and I think it can really benefit you. Never bringing up divorce or leaving. This is so important. I mean, at least for us, we are in this for the long haul and when things get a little bit tough, it's not just going to be, okay, we're going to leave and we're going to go separate. We are in a committed relationship and I think that there are times when obviously this can be a different case if you're in a toxic, abusive situation. I think that that's definitely just a different story. But for me, I really find a lot of comfort in the fact that we're committed and we are dependent on this relationship and it's important for us and it's going to be fulfilling and it's God-honoring. And I think that, that means not just throwing around the word divorce a lot because it's never going to come up and it's not going to be something so we're just not going to say that. And also just consistently pursuing one another. I think it's really easy to get complacent and just stop dating one another and just stop really kind of like putting in the effort that you did when you were dating and I think that a lot of times with being in a committed relationship where you don't want to get divorced you need to consistently be pursuing one another as if you know it is the start of your relationship and you remember how those butterflies felt and trying to make sure you feel those more. Having separate hobbies is another big one. I talk about this a lot. We are people who like to have alone time too. I think it's very healthy. Aiden's really into golf right now so he's been golfing a lot. He also spends time with his friends without me. 
I work a lot on my own. I think my work is very much like my thing that I focus on fitness and also just recharging alone. I think it's a really healthy to have both shared hobbies that you enjoy together, but also things that you enjoy doing on your own. With that being said, my next thing is actually having shared goals throughout the week. I don't know about you guys if you're married, but it is so much easier for me to have goals for my week when I know we're on the same page together. And for example, we were in Rhode Island last week. We were hanging out with Aiden's family and we just drank a lot more than we normally would here. Not in terms of like we got plastered or anything like that, but we'd have a glass of wine every time we go out to eat. And it was like four times that week, which is just which is just more than I would say we drink here. And so this week I said, okay, I don't want to drink on dates. I don't want to have any alcohol this week. I just kind of want to have a dry week. And it's really easy to stick to that when I know that he's going to do that too and we're doing it together. And that's going with sometimes I need to recalibrate and be like, okay, I just want to eat a little bit healthier this week and we'll do that together. It's nice having shared goals when you're trying to do them together as opposed to just one of you. Not that you need to always do this, but there are sometimes when I just really want to boggle down on something and I think it'll be good for both of us, so we'll both do it together. Showing physical affection beyond the bedroom. <laughs> I didn't know what to title this, so I'm really corny. I just titled it that, but honestly, guys, it is so important to hold hands outside, to hug each other throughout the day. But I think it's really important just to like physically flirt with one another. And I do think that it leads to better intimacy with each other when it's not this thing you just turn on when you're trying to really go for it, but it's like something that you do throughout the day. I'm not saying like massive PDA, but I'm someone who really likes physical affection. I like being close to people. I just really enjoy it. It makes me feel really warm and fuzzy, obviously, because there's like scientific data behind why that happens. But I think it's nice to have throughout the day when one of you comes home, like greeting each other. This was another thing people submitted, like kissing one another. I just think it's important. And the last thing is a really important thing. And it's one that I think I've gotten better at and it's not keeping records of rights and wrongs. This doesn't mean that you just push past things when they're hard and you don't talk things through and you're like, yeah, forget about it. I'm not saying that, but when you are arguing or you have a disagreement saying, well, you did this last time or remember when you did this, not bringing up those past offenses. And I believe that God gives us grace and we should be eager to share that grace with other people too. That doesn't mean, again, you don't like actually repent and try to fix the things that you made mistakes on in the past, but it personally only makes me better when I am constantly remembering the mistakes that other people have made and how people have wronged me, and especially with it in marriage. I don't think this is healthy to do, so we really try to just have a clear head and forgive one another and not just keep a list of offenses. So I want to read some of the submissions that people sent in. I'm going to read the longer ones that I got over email first, and then I'll have some rapid fired ones at the end. Some of these are funny though, so I want you to stay tuned. The first one says, me and my husband have been married for six months and we have known each other a long time. I have always been the cleaner organizer of the two of us, and he is much more laid back. One thing that we started doing at the beginning of marriage since we didn't live together 
was being open with chores and responsibilities. Since I happily do most of the cleaning, we talked about a few bigger tasks that he would handle so I had help. He also helped me realize if the house isn't perfectly clean at the end of the day that that's also okay, which is really hard for me but has been overall wonderful for my mental health and perfectionist tendencies. People thought this was such a weird part of our premarital planning, but it honestly was so, so helpful and has saved us from many arguments. I agree with this. I think it sounds kind of weird when you're actually hashing out chores and that kind of thing, but it is really helpful, especially if you're someone who like really does need help. I am kind of a control freak with, this is bad, but I'm kind of a control freak with cleaning and I do like to do things like my way. So I think it is easy for me just to do it all, but it is nice when you kind of hand over some of the responsibility and you get some help. So I think that that one's really important. This says, she listed a few, but one I wanted to share. She says, date night. Every Wednesday we have a date night. Since we're saving money, we don't go out all the time, but every Wednesday I make a special meal that's different from our typical like homemade pasta or my husband will make breakfast for dinner. Then once a month, we will go out for a nice dinner or dessert and drinks. The last thing, which may be TMI, but we try something new sexually. And she said Kingdom Sexuality Podcast inspired this. And I love this. I do think having like a set date night is so important. I can imagine as you get older and you start having kids, things get in the way. It could be really easy to put off having a date night. And I love how you mentioned you don't have to like go out and do something fancy. You can just switch it up and make a different meal than you normally make and I'm definitely going to check out Kingdom Sexuality because I've actually never heard of that podcast but it sounds like something that could be really good. This one says, this one's kind of long, but she says, we're not perfect and my husband and I have definitely found ourselves in more than one disagreement slash argument. We are so, so blessed that we have had great relationships with each of our families, which has helped when we're in rougher patches. When I'm not feeling like he is hearing my concerns or he feels like he is just not understanding me, we have godly parents who are always willing to give us sound counsel. I have found that it's much healthier... I have found that it's much healthier to discuss with my mother-in-law my frustrations with my husband rather than venting to friends or my own family. It's much healthier to me because I find oftentimes when girls start to talk about what annoys them about their husband, it can turn into bashing them and being disrespectful. Talking to my mother-in-law, she knows my husband and understands his strengths and weaknesses, so I can be honest, but I know she still cares for him, and what I say won't change her opinion of him like it might if I vented to a friend or my own mom. Likewise, for my husband, my parents know my faults and and it can help him have clarity when he's upset with me. I think that that's really true. I've never really thought about that, but I like how you said that they're not going to change their perception of their kids, so it's healthy for you to go to them. I think having a healthy relationship with your in-laws is really helpful. And she went on to tell an actual story about how they both kind of saw their in-laws on situations and it was just really good for them. So I love that. I really like this one. She says, the best way to have a healthy marriage is to serve each other. My husband knows that I hate doing dishes. So if he gets home from work before me, he tries to do them. I know my husband has a million things to pack for work. So I try to make a pile of the stuff he needs to remember and I pack his lunch. If I didn't do that for him, he could do it himself. And if I didn't do the dishes, I'm perfectly capable of doing them. But choosing to go out of our way to help the other person shows that we care and that we love and it keeps us from getting burned out with the jobs and responsibilities we both carry. One of my favorite verses, Galatians 5.13 says, by love, serve one another. I love that. I love how you mentioned that either one of you is perfectly capable of doing that thing, but it's just going out of your way to serve one another is really great for your marriage. And I definitely agree with that. 
So this is the last long one, but she says, one of the healthy habits we do in our marriage is that we try to have at least four date nights a month. We found that going from dating and living on our own to being married and living together is quite different in terms of quantity and quality of our time. Having designated date nights gives us time to specifically spend a fun time together that is about growing our relationship and connection. We love living together and getting to spend small moments together, but without our designated times together and you get so easy to let life take over and forget that we we actually have to still date each other which is so true this has been something we cherish doing because we have undivided attention to each other and we still get to know each other and fill up each other's love tank anyways i love your videos and i'm excited to listen to your podcast about other healthy habits that can inspire me to add to what we do i love that i love how you said that quantity and quality are so different I feel like there are weeks where we spend all this time together, but it's not actually quality time as if we were really just like having a good time together. So I love that. I think that's so true. Okay, so these are the rapid fire ones. I'm going to say these are the kind of the quicker ones, but here are some of them. The first is assume the best in each other, which I love. Weekly date nights that are non-negotiables with no phones. Going to bed together at the same time. This one was so funny. I'm not going to say who said this, but she's actually one of my friends. She said, sex servations, <laughs> which I guess is a reservation for sex. Doing weekly check-ins and planning, expressing gratitude even for the small things. Being open about when we don't want to spend time together, be touched or talked. I totally feel that one. There are sometimes when you're not into any of those things. Never going to bed angry, more formal apologies, acknowledging wrongs, and asking for forgiveness. She says we have to kiss each other when we get home. Five-minute rule, if someone is too upset, walk away for five minutes so no hurtful words are said. I love that. That kind of goes back to Solomon, like going for a walk. Sometimes you just have to flee the situation if you're about to say something that you regret. Having a no-judgment hour on Sunday where we discuss any challenges we're having. You can go to bed angry. Sometimes conversations go nowhere when you're tired. So that goes to show people say two different things on that. Some say never go to bed early. Some say some say never go to bed angry. Some say it's okay to go to bed angry because you don't want to say the wrong thing. So it just depends on you and your relationship. Never keeping a scorecard, actually dating your spouse, eating dinner together, not yelling at each other, maintaining personal hobbies learning their love language, no TV in our room, openly discussing finances, asking straight up, how can I be a better spouse, never not sleeping in the same bed, even after arguments, going to bed together. Little touches during the day makes a big difference. Hugs, she says butt grabs, which I think is funny, praying together before going to bed, not making assumptions about anything, feelings, moods, ideas. Those are all the submissions that I got and I love those. I hope that this kind of gave you some ideas if you're trying to kind of incorporate more of these habits. Again, it's not a you have to do this to have a healthy marriage. These are just ideas if you're trying to think of things and I think especially when you're engaged, it's nice just to kind of have these on your radar for when you do get married. I think that marriage is so fun and honestly, I'll we're almost married for a year now. It'll be a year, August 22nd, and it has just been so much fun. If you enjoyed, feel free to leave a review. Feel free to subscribe so you listen every Monday when this podcast comes out. And if you guys want to be in my next one where I ask for submissions, just follow me on Instagram, which is at Michelle Reed, and I will check back in with you guys for my next episode next week. Bye, friends. Bye.